Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Blast, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Another edition of the CCC. I am your show host, Bo Marshani. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us. Apple Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, you can find these shows. And we have a fantastic guest, an Ivy Leaguer nonetheless. And uh, it's always an intimidating when you have somebody from that Ivy League realm on the show. But it's none other than the standout from Dartmouth, Nico Mermigan. Nico Fabulous career. You were second team all Ivy League this past year, and you were all Ivy, honorable mention, and other accolades throughout your career there. That said, can you believe your time has kind of come and gone, and now you're training and preparing for an opportunity to play in the National Football League? Uh, thanks for having me on, Bo, as I mentioned. And, um, yeah, it's crazy how fast, uh, well, I guess it was the better part of five years uh, thanks to the COVID year. Uh, it's pretty insane. You think high school goes fast, and then you get, you know, next thing you know, you're a college, you're a, college, you're a freshman, and then, you know, five years in, in a blink of an eye, it almost feels, you know, faster than high school. Uh, but I was, you know, very grateful <laughs> that I was able to find Dartmouth and make that make that my second home uh, away from Pittsburgh, uh, and it was it was a great experience for me. And I'm, I'm curious, growing up, uh, you know, in that Allegheny, uh, you know, Cranberry, Wexford suburb of PA area, uh, were you the better athlete from way back then? I mean, Pop Warner, Pee Wee, or whatever sport you were playing, were you always a kid that would say were, was chosen first if they were picking teams? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I was pretty undersized <laughs> for for a majority of my, uh, my time playing sports uh, as a youth. Um, didn't really hit a growth spurt until uh, freshman year of college. Uh, so I, I actually didn't start playing football till ninth grade, uh, you know, just to, to please my mom. Uh, she's a, she's an uh, ER nurse, uh, so, she, so she got all of the uh, Pop Warner football injuries, uh, broken arms, uh, what, what you may have. Um, so I held off uh, for her, uh, played a little bit of baseball, uh, played a little bit of soccer, and, you know, started to realize once I was getting a little bit older, I was a little bit too, more, too aggressive uh, for, for those sports, and I was – uh, building dirt castles on the baseball field uh, in, the, in the mid in the infield. Um, so once I got to ninth grade, I realized uh, you know I had to stop getting red cards in soccer and, and pick something where I could be a little bit more aggressive. And you know was fortunate to be in a good position in high school that you know needed to be filling when I got uh, when I left freshman ball and was a sophomore. And uh, you know really you know that was the first time that I focused on one sport, uh, which was football, and really got to perfect the craft. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, you know, just as, just as well, anybody, you know, being a defensive back is, is something that does need to be perfected because the smallest steps count uh, and, you know, inches make the difference on the football field. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, high school is great. Western PA was, is a great place to play uh, high school football. Um, everybody gets really excited about it. And, you know, it's a rich tradition. Uh, so, so it was very good. 
Excellent. And I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned that growth spurt your freshman year of college. When you got to Dartmouth, how big were you? And I, I see you listed about, what, six foot, 205, 200 pounds. How big is that comparison from the day you got on campus till now? Yeah, so I'm looking at my <laughs> the driver's license I got when I was 16. I'm listed <laughs> at five foot nine, and I graduated high school at uh, you know like 175. I played my senior year of high school right around 175, 180, and then after my freshman fall at Dartmouth, um, got up to six foot, and then I was pretty heavy my freshman year, so I went from right around 180 to uh, 210. And then, you know, during the season, I would bounce around from 200 to 205 to 210. Uh, so I was, I was fortunate enough to, to hit the growth sport. Uh, Sammy McCorkle, the defensive back coach at Dartmouth, took a chance on somebody, someone a little bit smaller. And, you know, thankfully I, I was able to get a growth spurt in that after that freshman fall. Yeah, definitely. and that's a big and that's a big thing. I mean, that and that and packing those pounds. Now, right before we went live, you said you were home, and then you went back and you're training. Um, do you plan on kind of staying around that 205 range? I know you want to get bigger, stronger, faster, but in terms of actual weight, I mean, what's the goal there? Yeah, I think uh, one thing I did realize once I started playing at you know a higher division one level is you know you want to play at the weight you feel best at um you know i think i'm most explosive at that 205 um and you know i, I put down pretty solid numbers for for vertical jump in, in you know my three cone drills and stuff and we test you know we tested throughout college and i was you know getting my best numbers at 205 but once i got you know i would bulk in the winter i'd get to 215 and right around you know 212 i'd be slow um, you know, I didn't feel as great as I wanted to. And I, you know, we have good nutritionists here at Dartmouth and, you know, you work with your strength coach to figure out which size is actually good for you. And we, you know, we settled on the 205, uh, you know, I would take, you know, speed over size, you know, in my own opinion, and that's what I feel, feel best at. So for now it's sit, sit right at 205. We, we have, we get a lot of running in throughout the week. You know, we're, we're on the, uh, we have an indoor field here. Um, so, you know, I'm running a considerable amount, so burning a lot of calories, but I'm able to hold 205 pretty comfortably, and, you know, that's what I feel best at. Oh, and that's terrific size. Once again, Nico Marmot gets here on the C2P talking a little NFL draft and finding out what this young man brings to this draft table as we close in on the 2022 NFL draft, April 28th through the 30th in Las Vegas. Um, I ask all the guys that come on the program, if we three in the film room, you're in that film room with these scouts, Nico. They're breaking down the tape. What do you think they're going to love about you? I always like to say it's your hallmark home run abilities that's going to pop or they're going to say, man, we got to bring this kid aboard the 53-man roster. Yeah, I think one thing I'm really good at is, you know, being a traditional downhill safety. Um, you know, a lot of that was, you know, I had, I had great, great players in front of me throughout, uh, throughout my history at Dartmouth. Our, our nickels have been uh, pretty outstanding. Uh, so my fills have usually been pretty easy. I come off of the nickels and, and usually fit pretty well. Uh, but, you know, we play a pretty conservative defense, a lot of too high stuff. Um, but, you know, I think I have great speed to come downhill, and, you know, my decision-making is, is usually pretty solid. Uh, I'm, I'm patient enough, but I'm getting, you know, I'm closing. My closing speed is, is you know, what I really think sets me apart. Um, you know, even if we're in a too high shell, and I am a secondary run supporter, you know, I've I've – you know, my, kind of my staple amongst the defense was, 
if there was an outside screen or a bubble screen was being able to get down uh, so fast and, and fill um, for my for my nickels who were you know a lot of times were drawing blocks from tight ends because they're you know they're hard to block they're they're usually big and aggressive and they you know we get taught really well how to shed blocks at Dartmouth um, so you know they they usually drew the attention of the tight end but I was you know thankfully fast enough if we, even if we were in two uh, two shell high I was able to get down and uh, fill those gaps. So I think that's something, you know, in the film room that I've really started to notice is, is one of, you know, the things I'm better at. And also I, I think I like to think I'm, you know, patient at the right times. Um, I do a really good job of letting things unfold. Uh, you know, especially this year, we got a, got a lot of interesting route combinations. Uh, and I think the Ivy League's interesting in that way because you could be getting the same, same team from last year. They could be opening up a new, whole new playbook against you guys. Um, so, you know, I was thankful enough to have two years of starting under my belt and, you know, was, was really able to, you know, trust, be confident, you know, not only in our defense, but also in myself and was able to watch things unfold. Awesome. Let me ask you this one. What goes unnoticed? Uh, could be the system you ran where you couldn't showcase certain things. Uh, weight room warrior, team junkie, uh, community service. Uh, what do these teams need to know, Nico, that they can't see on tape that can definitely be a big bonus for you? Yeah, I think um, obviously, uh, like I mentioned, our, our defense was pretty conservative, especially uh, you know with the safeties. We played a lot of the too high stuff, so I think you know it's not a stat pattern, right? Uh, especially for the safeties. So I didn't have you know crazy numbers this season, um, but you know in cover four, I was you know I got hot feet in cover four and was able to make some really good run reads this year when we did play it. Um, outside of that, I you know I I really do <laughs> I started to realize the importance of taking care of your body uh, once you once you start to get a little bit older. So, you know, anytime I got outside of the classroom and, you know, Dartmouth is a little bit rigorous in the classroom, uh, but anytime I got outside, it was cold tub recovery. Um, outside of lifts, I was, I was getting extra work in, you know, worked closely with our strength staff and then was able to get some stuff, uh, you know, involved here on campus. I founded the Dartmouth College Real Estate Club. Um, was involved in a lot of other things, Greek life. Um, so I think, you know, I was really able to understand how important it is to balance your time, you know, especially during season and, and even in the off season and, you know, put a, put a lot of effort to different various aspects of my life. Um, it's, you know, football always, always being just as close as a priority with school, um, but you're definitely well-rounded and, you know, definitely focused on, you know, doing what needs to get done. And, you know, obviously a lot of that was directed at the success of not only myself, but uh, the team. Nice. And, and Nico, I don't want to put you on the spot, but just from the, the, the short amount of time, I know you, you, know, you mentioned the workouts, your three cones, um, your speed. I, I, you think at Pro Day, I mean, I know, I, I know you're not going to run a 4-1 and, you know, bench press, you know, 225, 69 times. But do you think, yeah, like, that's going to be a big bonus for you? You know, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to set you up for, you know, like any numbers you, but, but I mean, should that be uh, pro day rolls around? Should that be a beneficial day for you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I think, um, you know, obviously, and this happens with, uh, with a lot of people, they can guess whatever 40 you're going to run or, but you know, a lot of people haven't run a 40 yard dash since they were getting recruited out of high school. I think the last time I ran a 40 yard dash was at, you know, the pit camp when there was, all the D1 FCS teams, you know, and it was it was at the University of Pittsburgh was the last time I ran a legit 40-yard dash, and that's actually how I got offered at Dartmouth. I was able to 
run a you know pretty decent time as a senior in front of the the Keith Clark, the recruiting coordinator for the Pittsburgh area. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna I, you know I usually test pretty well in the season. My my 40 inch. I you know we have a we have a record board at Dartmouth that is you know a lot of the stuff is is combine oriented. So you know 40 or uh, the uh, vertical jump, long jump, I, and you know I have a couple of records on the the record board. So I jumped a forty point seven um, last spring, and then a one twenty seven on the broad jump. Uh, and then wow. you know in terms of the forty, I think you know I'm pretty pretty confident with our with our strength coach that we're going to be able to put uh, well under a four or five. We're thinking below four fours, but you never really know, right? I mean, I, the last time, again, the last time I ran a forty yard dash was senior mm-hmm. high school. But, you know, I trust my strength coach. I, you know, he's a good judge. He's seen legit four threes. He's seen four sevens, right? So he, he has a good idea of, of what I'm going to run. But, you know, I think I, I'm, I'm confident in my ability. Um, and, you know, I'm talking with my agent, figuring out, you know, what numbers I have to put down on bench. And, you know, I'm confident. I think we're going to – I think, um, you know, the pro day, the pro day numbers are going to be going to be big for me. Awesome. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we touched base on it. Like I said, you just kind of, you know, those little those little things you said. It was like, man, I think we got a real, you know, athlete, like a you know kid that could be explosive. Once again, Nico Merman gets here on the C2P talk some NFL draft. Um, we're almost out of time. I'm so appreciative that you stopped by and just let us get to know who you are and what you bring to this table. But we always like to have a little bit of fun. We call it three and out. A few lighthearted, off the wall questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Um, Coach Stevens, uh, does he have any pet peeves at practice? Anything that really drives him bonkers that you guys kind of laugh about afterwards? Oh, yeah. Coach Stevens is, uh, <laughs> Coach Stevens is you know, obviously one of my favorite coaches I've had in, you know, all of my sports. He's a, he's a really funny dude, uh, and he cares a lot. One thing that we always, you know, joke about is his ability to to control the weather, um, and he hates the rain. Absolutely hates the rain. So whenever it's raining, he's automatically in a in a worse mood than than when it would be a normal day. And uh, I think one thing that sort of gets to him, he works pretty closely with the kickers, punters, holders. So, you know, it's we, we like to call it the ultimate lineup if it's raining and one of the holders fumbles a snap. Uh, it, it's an automatic whistle blow and, you know, some some spirited words from Coach Stevens. That's something we always keep an eye out on. And then obviously this, is, this probably goes for, uh, for a lot of coaches, but you know how it gets in, you know, the middle of fall camp. Uh, it's hot in the defensive and offensive lines. Uh, kind of get after each other and you know the one thing we we, we look at is how coach Stevens is going to react to uh, uh, to a you know you know if there's a little scuffle or not between the defense and offensive line sometimes you know he enjoys it and then the next thing you know it's three whistleblowers and we're all running gassers uh, in the middle of practice so that's that's uh, two, two of the lasting memories of uh, of coach Stevens for sure Wonderful stuff. I'm up with this one. You're a Pittsburgh kid, raised, born there. Uh, thoughts on Ben's retirement? Oh man, yeah. That's so. You, the way I put it, and the way I talk to people about it is, he's been the quarterback for almost two decades, right? And I'm 23 years old, so I didn't really know any other quarterbacks, right? He's been, you know, yeah. I'm a devout Steelers fan. I'll start by saying that. Also, I 
I, I absolutely love the Steelers. They've been a huge part of my life, a huge part of the reason I love football. Um, so it's it's sad, honestly. It, it, you know, if anything has been solid in my life, it's that Ben Roethlisberger will be the quarterback for the Steelers, right? And that's something that I haven't had to think think about for nearly two decades. Um, so it stinks, right? He was uh, he was a huge huge factor in my life. He was a huge influence, uh, you know, not only in the city but in the suburbs. And you know, the Steelers as an organization have a great presence in, in high school and peewee football throughout the Pittsburgh area, and specifically Ben does. So it's tough, you know. It's you know, obviously it's you know everybody's like, oh, it stinks. You know, we're losing our franchise quarterback, blah blah blah. But you know, for for the people that understand you know, what football means to not only him, but to us, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, that's somebody that's been super consistent in your life, but I'm excited. I think, uh, I think maybe they'll, they'll open up the offensive playbook, maybe get a dual threat in and, you know, see what, uh, see what Matt Canada can do with the offense. It should be interesting. Excellent. Well said, well said, Nico. And then the final one, it might be hard to believe sitting here today in January under piles of snow, but that said, that draft's going to be here soon enough. That weekend, when you're waiting to hear your name come off the board, who's the best cook in your family, and what would you like that person have prepared to celebrate that special? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're gonna there's gonna be a huge divide in my family if I send them this link after uh, after I answer this question. Um, all right, I'm gonna give it to my mom because she, you know, she's cooking the most consistently. My, you know, my dad's a great cook, but. He doesn't always, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, cooking as much as my mom is. And, you know, especially when I, when I come home from college and I'm eating every two hours, she's, uh, you know, she's always there to to put down her work and and help me out in the kitchen. And she has uh, taught me a lot in the kitchen. So if we're going to have her cook something on draft day, it's going to have to be her meatballs uh, and meat sauce. That Mm -hmm. is something that I can't get out of my head and something that I could eat probably uh, every single day for the rest of my life. So I'm going to go with my mom, and we're going to give her uh, the option of uh, meatballs and meat sauce. Excellent. Hey, mom is also on the clock, and, and fabulous stuff, man. So appreciative, again, of your time. We always like to tell our guests to stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed. And uh, I tell you what, I'm definitely – you're one guy I even circled it. I can't wait to see these pro days numbers. So uh, we we really want to see you knock this thing out of the ballpark, Nico. Awesome. Thank you, Bill. Again, I appreciate, you know, you giving me the time to have me on here. Uh, it was great, and I'm glad we got to talk. Yes, sir. Once again, that is Nico Mermigas, the standout Dartmouth safety. Uh, so much to like about this young man and fantastic speed and uh, athleticism. And uh, uh, I think uh, Jameson Colts, I think, uh, came out of Kent State kind of like that same athletic flavor. And I think he went in the seventh round to the Seahawks. As always, we appreciate you folks stopping by and joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive.